Hello and welcome to episode 102 of the Random Thoughts podcast. That's R-A-N-D-U-M-B thoughts.com online. I'm your host, Darren O'Neill on today's show. Just a bunch of things in the news and a few things that are annoying me, uh, some political in nature, some technical in nature. So this really is kind of like uh, Grumpy Old Ben's, the other show I do with Ryan Bemrose, but without Ryan. So that's okay. But everybody's listening right now on the No Agenda stream. Want to say hello? We're doing another one of these random thoughts live. One, because we can. Two, because our buddy Surly Mofo wanted some Wednesday content at this particular time. And we're normally doing the show about this time anyway. So I figured, hey, why not do it live? Bill O'Reilly taught us doing it live is the way to go. Hello, cold acid in the troll room. Sir Bemrose in the troll room. He is surrounded by smoke right now. It's very worrisome what's going on on the left coast. It's very worrisome when you're up in uh, the Seattle area where Ryan is and you look out your window and he said he can't see the house next door. So uh, that's not good. It's not good to breathe in all that smoke. For some reason, masks don't work on the smoke, but they do on the virus. That's really interesting because I thought virus particles were smaller than smoke particles but uh, i don't know it's science science can be very confusing in this case no doubt about it technology can be very confusing especially when uh, when godaddy's involved and i laugh about that because i know some people maybe still use godaddy out there the company my wife works for they've had a website forever going back to the point to when godaddy wasn't so bad but yeah, now GoDaddy being GoDaddy, they're running just a simple WordPress site, which a lot of small businesses do. They don't need anything spectacular. The amount of traffic they get to the website is minimal. So they just need a really basic little WordPress site that I did for them a couple of years ago. And you started seeing some errors in the WordPress site saying, well, you know, you really should update your version of PHP which is up to, I think, 7.3. It's the latest version of PHP, the programming language. That's what WordPress uses. That's what a lot of these content management systems use. And if you've been following along this show, and if you've been following along over on Grumpy Old Ben's, you know that there's a lot of exploits out there for these older languages. If you don't patch them, if you don't update the software, PHP, no different. So we're starting to get some errors saying, you know, WordPress warning, you know, you really should update that. So I go into the control panel on the GoDaddy account, which, oh, my God, you want to talk about antiquated. The control panel at this point for the economy Linux package that they're on will only let you upgrade to 5.6. I mean, again, we're up to 7.3. So I go look at their website. And it says, well, economy Linux hosting PHP up to 7.3. So I'm like, well, call up their tech support and tell them you want to upgrade the PHP. And of course, she calls up their tech support and they're like, oh, well, your economy Linux hosting that the package that you're on. Yeah, we don't offer that anymore. We have a new economy Linux and well, we can't automatically upgrade you to that. Like, OK, that seems a little weird. I mean, that's kind of unfriendly to having people hosting a website on your hosting service and then you stopping all upgrades to it, you not letting automatically giving them a platform, a 
you know, program that they can actually run properly. Yes, uh, sir, Omaha, who is asking now in the troll room, is this live? Yes, this is live. This is the beauty of a live random thoughts. I will be interrupted by folks in the troll room. But yeah, GoDaddy, yeah, that this plan doesn't exist anymore. So you need to go to another plan. Now, the plan they tried to sell her was was a beautiful thing. Well, if you ever get a GoDaddy salesperson on the phone, and I really I recommend it for the entertainment value. I don't recommend it for the deal that you're going to get. Again, a very, very small site, very small amount of traffic. And they tried to sell her on a new hosting plan. I mean, which overall the hosting wasn't horrible. There's a WordPress plan that they have now. You could have one whole site on it, which is fine for most people. And it was like six bucks a month, which wasn't the most horrible thing. But uh, then they were trying to sell her on uh, an extra three hundred and thirty five bucks over the five years for their malware protection and another one hundred and twenty eight bucks for the SSL certificate for two years. and. the end result was they wanted to charge like 900 bucks to renew and and to move up to the better hosting. And oh, get this. They don't automatically move your website either. So go, daddy. You think that they would be in the business of moving from, uh, you know, one server of theirs to another and just upgrading your package? No, not so much. Not so much. And uh, that's go, daddy for you. It's cringeworthy. Some of the prices that they charge. Even when it just comes down to getting a domain name now, which is why I like different places, name cheaps out there. I use been using name silo for a while. And you really have to do some shopping around when it comes to the web hosting. Like I figured if you're going to make me do work to physically move the site from one GoDaddy pro, you know, one GoDaddy account to another, I may as well just take them to another web host. And I use MDD hosting a lot. They don't you know, do any advertising or anything here on the show, but they're a locally based kind of for me host out of Indiana. The owner of the company is very responsive. And I did another little test with this yesterday because I've been trying to figure out the hardest thing moving this website for her company isn't moving the website itself. Moving a WordPress site is pretty damn easy. Unfortunately, they have like four or five people who use email, who never delete anything, who categorize all their mail using different folders and stuff, which I may be sure a lot of people still do that. And unfortunately, the only way to move an account like that, because I'm just used to when I move a website, just wipe out all the email, go to a new in that it is what it is. What was in the past is in the past. What's moving forward is forward. But no, they keep all of their archiving in this way. So the only way to move that email account, you know, if it was if GoDaddy had been on a cPanel account, could have done that automatically. They could have just taken a whole image of the site and uploaded that to the new host. But no, GoDaddy is so antiquated that the only way to move these emails is to go into Thunderbird, which I'm glad Thunderbird exists. It's a really decent email client. It's free. This is one of the cases where talking value for value probably need to throw these guys some cash because the only way to easily move this email accounts, these multiple email accounts is to go in, create it in Thunderbird, download everything, 
then export everything as EML files and then upload those to the new server. So it can be done. It's just going to take a long time because there's like 40 gig worth of email that needs to be backed up. So that's going to take a little time. Not that it's all that hard to do. It's just inconvenient because GoDaddy is still on such an antiquated system. As far as the SSL certificates, we know and we've talked about the secure socket layer on Grumpy Old Ben. You may have mentioned it here as well. That's the little thing when you go to a website and you see the little lock that says, oh, you're so safe and really doesn't mean much. There are different types of certificates that you can get. Some cost a lot of money. I mean, like the ones the GoDaddy was trying to push two years for 128 bucks. The host, the the MDD hosting. I mean, they'll give you an SSL free for every domain that you point to their servers. Now, there's a difference, and this is directly from the uh, MDD site, which made perfect sense to me. Most paid certificates come with some sort of site seal and an, ins- an insurance against their, t- their, I can speak well, against the certificate being broken by an attacker. Free certificates do not come with either of these features. However, from a technical standpoint, the free and paid certificates are identical in the amount of security and encryption that they offer. So again, for a normal little small business site, all you need is that free SSL. Yeah, Silicon Valley loves its lock-in, Ryan Bemro says in the troll room. And I mean, it's nice to see that little lock when you go onto a website, but when you're going to a site that's completely open, that is nothing but an advertisement for a company, does it really matter? Do you really need to encrypt that data? No. Probably not. So long story short was uh, GoDaddy's lack of support will be leading them to lose a customer. And it's, I'm sure it's not the first time that's happened. Not the first time that's happened at all. Uh, we get into the, the fun news of the week, and that would be a case of the police shooting a guy in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, who it seems was off his meds, who had mental issues. And this is a sad, sad story. There's no question about it because. Nobody wants to see harm come to anyone, but if you're going to be wielding a knife and lunging at the police, you're probably going to get shot. I mean, if you're going to wield a knife and lunge at anybody, you're probably going to get shot if that person has a gun. doesn't matter if they're the police or not, but this led to rioting once again in Lancaster, but that didn't last long. The rioting in Lancaster didn't last long because they actually have a legal system that understands the concept of catch and release not being a good thing. When it came to these rioters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, unlike what's been going on in New York and in Portland and in Chicago, the people that were arrested, and there were 12 adults, one minor, Nine of them are being held in Lancaster County Jail for a bail of a million bucks each. So there you go. A million dollar bail that is going to thin out the herd a little bit. It said the arrest happened during a riot around 3 a.m. Monday that saw demonstrators that were marching from the scene of the shooting to the police station while throwing glass bottles, throwing rocks, throwing bricks, throwing gallon jugs filled with liquid. And also throwing plastic road barricades at the police. So, I mean, that's I mean, that's kind of showing a little bit of violence there, I think. 
Uh, yeah, I, the violence, man. I love to see the violence done to people. Cold acid. The a county vehicle was also damaged. Not a big deal. But out of the defendants, nine of them that have the million dollar each bail set for them. Uh, the court records show as of now, uh, none of them have posted bail yet. I mean, I guess where's George Soros to come in and get his little minions out of jail? But this is what should happen. If you go out and commit violent acts, I mean, you shouldn't just be caught and then released because then there's no incentive not to keep committing violent acts. Donald Trump seems to understand this. Joe Biden, maybe not so much. But uh, Trump, he had a town hall on ABC. I don't know if anybody watched this town hall, but it's interesting to see the coverage on this because the free airtime that Donald Trump was given to go take questions from voters. And of course, George Stephanopoulos, who is by no means friendly to Donald Trump, by no means uh, you know friendly to the Republican Party or anything like that was the guy that was moderating this and Trump went out there and answered questions. Well, CNN's headline today was Trump fumbles during tough encounter with undecided voters. And right underneath that on CNN, there was an opinion piece. Trump's town hall didn't go well. Now, the interesting thing is they're not covering the fact that this was a town hall that ABC gave Donald Trump the ability to do. They said, hey, you want to do this? We'll cover it. We'll do it. Now, we all know that ABC is not friendly to Trump. And we all know when it comes to politics, there is something that still exists in the United States, which is they have to balance out the coverage. When it comes to political things, you can't give Donald Trump an hour, 90 minutes, whatever this town hall was. You can't give him that national airtime on a major network and not offer that to Joe Biden. Well, they did offer that to Joe Biden. And according to Bill O'Reilly and a few other sources, Biden's people, um, they said they just couldn't find the time for Joe to, to go take questions. I mean, now, if you didn't think there was a problem with Joe Biden's mental state up until this point, when given a chance to have an hour and 90 minutes on ABC of people asking you snowball questions, if you're going to turn that down, what does that tell you? That tells me anyway that Biden, his mental acuity is gone. The first debate, I'm really questioning if it's going to happen. I don't believe at this point that Biden can actually go out there and debate. I think he will be eviscerated if he does. I don't think he'll be able to handle it. But I don't know what the exit strategy is at this point because Biden's the guy. I mean, as long as he keeps breathing, I don't know if there's much that can be done to change this situation. You know, well, Harry Hamster says he doesn't need mental acuity. I think he does. I think he does. I think if he goes out there in the first debate and just totally rambles like somebody that doesn't know what planet he's on or what year he's living in, I don't know how people are still voting for him. I mean, I understand how a certain amount of people are still voting for him, 
but I don't understand how your average rational thinking person, if they still exist in the United States, are going to vote for Joe Biden if he doesn't come across as a guy who is at least mentally there. Because I think there's a lot of people, there's a lot of never Trumpers who would vote for Joe Biden, even though they disagree with him on a lot of main points because he's not Trump. But it's really scary if you vote for a guy. I mean, they they tell you with Donald Trump, they told you this with Bush, they told you this with Reagan. Oh, my God, this idiot's got his hand on the button. He can start a nuclear war. I mean, we were told Trump was going to start a nuclear war the minute that he got into office. And as of yet, I mean, it's almost through four years now. Has there been a nuclear war? Hey, John Fletcher from the Hog Story Show just showed up in the troll room. Hey, is there, has there been a nuclear war yet, John? Have I missed something? Where is the nuclear war that Trump was going to get us into? I mean, I mean, I could have sworn. Was I dreaming yesterday? Were there people from the Middle East with peace treaties going on? I mean, is that, that seemed like that was real news. That seemed like it actually happened. But what did the mainstream media cover? Oh, people weren't wearing masks. Yeah. I mean, peace in the Middle East, not important to CNN because, you know, people weren't wearing masks. That really shows you where their coverage is going, doesn't it? I don't really get it, but that's CNN for you. And it just shows you that the insanity that's there. And I, I did want to kind of just uh, complain for a minute about Major League Baseball because I do that every now and then. And this is just a quick little aside here. Because I know Ryan thinks I talk a little too much about sports. There's a lot of people who have no interest in sports because right now, the amount of people that are watching all of these sports is going way down, way down, way down. But I think Pete Rose is really getting the the shaft here because I got an email yesterday. Yeah, I'm still on their mailing list from the White Sox, from Major League Baseball. And this is concerning to me. This is concerning to me. I got an email that the subject line was, Illinois, let's bet. What's this all about? Open up the email. Get up to $1,000 back. Hey, Illinois, sports betting is here. And that means even if you can't go to the games, you can still get in on all the action with FanDuel Paradise Sportsbook. Right now, you can download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. I mean, Ryan Pemrose always told us, never download apps. And place your first bet risk-free up to $1,000 and a big button for bet now. And what I thought it was kind of interesting, the $1,000 bet for risk-free. So I looked into that, which basically is uh, if you make a bet, if you go in right now, make a thousand dollar bet and you lose that first one well they'll still credit that back to your account you can't take that money out you then have to bet it again so no matter what you're kind of losing that thousand but this is kind of insidious for pushing people into sports book for from the from major league baseball themselves now i never really had a problem with betting on sports But when you're connecting it to the sport, that seems like you're getting a little too close for me. And you vilify people like Pete Rose because he dared to bet on baseball. But now this is a part of your marketing strategy is, wow, we know you're bored. 
And I think this is what baseball and the other sports are going to start looking at now where they're like, wait, the amount of fans that are watching is way down. People aren't into the games anymore. They're pissed off maybe about all the kneeling stuff. And I will applaud the Pittsburgh Steelers because they stood for the national anthem and they held a banner instead that said something about racial equality. It wasn't Black Lives Matter. It wasn't anything that had anything to do with that Marxist organization. It was simply a message that they were standing for racial equality. And I can appreciate that. They're standing for the national anthem. They're standing for racial equality. Look, everybody can get behind that. Nobody is being excluded here. But when you see the amount of people watching these sports that are going down, down, and down, they have to do something. And at least Major League Baseball, maybe they're first out of the gate here with, well, you could bet on our sports. Will this make it more interesting to you? Maybe you could win money. Maybe you could lose money. It'll bring some excitement back to an otherwise boring season without fans in the stands. And they're still piping in the crowd sounds and all that stuff. It's just weird to watch. And I really don't like when the leagues are now going to promote the betting on the sports because there's a lot of people who just can't handle their high, man. It's no different. You're asking people, especially up to a thousand dollars free, man. You, I mean, I wonder how many people bet that thousand dollars without reading the fine print. They're like, hey, I can't lose no matter what. I'm going to bet this thousand bucks. And even if my team loses, I'm OK. Until you realize, well, no, that thousand dollars is gone. It's just magical digital currency now that is sitting in the fan duel account rather than in your bank account. So that was just a little rant on that because the whole Pete Rose thing still kind of annoys me. The guy had one hell of a career, never had any problems with betting or anything that was pointed that was uh, during his actual career. It was all what happened after he played when he was a manager and he should be in the Hall of Fame as a player, no matter whether you like him or not. Pete Rose is kind of like Donald Trump. A lot of people just think he's a dick and maybe he is. But he performed on the field better than a vast majority. And if you're going to give accolades to people based on what they do, it really shouldn't matter about what their personality is. Now, Kanye, speaking of personalities, Chicago boy Kanye is uh, he's going down that rabbit hole again. He's going down the rabbit hole. And this one is a little more of a confusing rabbit hole for me. I mean, maybe this whole presidential election thing is getting to him, but he tweeted out, I'm not putting no more music out until I'm done with my contract with Sony and Universal. Oh, God, in Jesus name, come and get me. Now, when most people say, oh, God, in Jesus's name, come and get me. Usually that's like Fred Sanford going, oh, Elizabeth, it's the big one. It's the big one, Elizabeth. Oh, I'm coming to see you. I don't know what he means by Jesus come and get me, but maybe I'm just missing out on some translation or something here. But he says no more music until he's done with his contract with Sony and Universal. And uh, you have a contract, Kanye. You have a contract. And if you told them you were going to give them X amount of albums, that's not going to go away. No matter how much you want to wish it away, it's not going to go away. You know, as it says in the Bible, you know, give to Caesar. What is Caesar's? You made a deal with the record company, Kanye. 
and they're not going to let you out of that contract. I mean, you could do something creative, which is uh, what Van Morrison did, which was put together an album of horrible <laughs> cover songs that he just gave him an album. Said, Here you go. And they put it out. And there people like Hank, the third Hank Williams, the third publicly went after his record label. But you still had to give them what you owed them. I mean, he asked everybody to pirate it. But Kanye's asking for Jesus to come get him. He says, I need to see everybody's contracts at Universal and Sony. I'm not going to watch my people be enslaved. I'm putting my life on the line for my people. Mm, No, Kanye. I mean, I know he's a great distraction. And I love the fact that he's out there. But he kind of lost me with this one because he said, the music industry and the NBA are modern day slave ships. I'm the new Moses. I mean, I know I can be a little self uh, aggrandizing, but uh, no, I'm not the new Moses. Kanye thinks he's the new Moses in that getting a record deal and playing for the, in the NBA are modern day slave ships. Now, I'll agree more with Kanye that the music industry is way more like enslaving somebody than playing in the NBA. The NBA, they're making a lot of money. They're doing exactly what they're getting paid to do. They signed the contract knowing what they were going to, you know, what exactly what it was for. Music's a little bit different. When it comes to contracts in the music industry, they're totally different. And you, you often hear, at least back in the day, maybe a little bit less now, because it's easier to record stuff cheaply and to get really high quality sound out of home studios or little studios rather than paying millions of dollars to have an album recorded. But I know people who have major record uh, deals or had major record label deals. And if you get a half a million dollar as far as an advance to go make your record, well, you pay that back to the record label. That's not money. That's not free. They're not saying we're footing the bill for you to make this record because we think we're going to make a lot of money on you. If you get a record deal and you get a $500,000 advance and you go out and it costs you $500,000 to record the album, the first $500,000 in profit that you were going to get out of that deal, that goes to pay back that deal. So there's a lot of people who have sold a lot of records who have never made a penny on the music that they recorded. So there is something to be said there that the music industry can be very unfair. The NBA, I'm not seeing that part, Kanye. The music industry, yes. The NBA, no. But then again, Taylor Swift, who they compared this to, of course, because uh, Kanye wants his masters. And if you remember the deal a year or two ago, Taylor Swift wanted her masters when Big Machine Records decided to sell off. And she was very mad, even though it was George Soros and a bunch of people that bought her master. So George Soros is technically Taylor Swift's master, I guess, at this point. But, you know, the lawyer talking to Kanye said, well, if Taylor Swift's cost 300 million, yours would cost a lot more, I'd assume. So, I mean, he was stroking Kanye's ego. I get it. But you don't own your masters. The Beatles, you know, Paul McCartney didn't own the masters. Michael Jackson bought them. The concept of master recordings and artists owning them is another issue that just it doesn't happen. But Taylor Swift decided when she was leaving Big Machine Records 
to go to Universal Music, just another slave ship, according to Kanye, when you have enough money to go your own way. I don't know exactly why Taylor Swift didn't just start her own record company. I don't know why Kanye. I mean, I don't know how long his deal's been going. But Kanye, if you think you're really worth the money, here's what you do. You give the record label whatever you have promised them in your contract, and then you go your own way. And then you are your own boss. You get to make every penny that comes in. You get to make all the decisions. You get to do the marketing. You get to go out there and make it work or not work, as that may be. And his wife, Kim Kardashian, is involved in this new Stop Hate for Profit campaign. Now, this really is going down the lines of things with really cute names. They talked about this on Rogan with uh, Snowden, the episode that just came out that, you know, hits the, oh, save all puppies, Bill. I mean, well, sure. How could you be against that? You know, they were talking about it in reference to the Patriot Act, because, I mean, everybody wants to be a patriot. Well, this, the state the stop hate for profit campaign, um, I hate to break it down and and break the whole story but uh it's really about we would like you to silence conservative voices some more that's what they want there's no question about it as instagram and facebook seem to be what is being targeted here so obviously zuckerberg just isn't doing enough to squash conservative voices because the liberals are coming out and i normally wouldn't put kim kardashian in a totally liberal you know, category, you know, she's married to Kanye, who is more conservative than most. But when you see the list of people involved in this, including, you know, Katy Perry, Demi Lovato, Sasha Baron Cohen, Judd Apatow, Amy Schumer, Sarah Silverman, Jamie Foxx, Mark Ruffalo, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, it screams out conservatives, right? Yeah. No, not so much. Kim Kardashian quoted as saying, I can't sit by and stay silent. While these platforms continue to allow the spreading of hate, propaganda, and misinformation. Oh, let's see. Now, is it hate or is it propaganda and misinformation? Those are very different things. Hate, propaganda, and misinformation. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really see that much of a connection between the three. I'm sure they all go on, but she says they're created by groups to sow division and split America apart only to take steps after people are killed. Misinformation shared on social media has a serious impact in our elections and undermines our democracy. I mean, I may agree with her there, but I think we're talking about totally different people. I think she wants to shut up uh, people that are saying things that I agree with, and, uh, and she wants to let the people who say things I don't agree with continue to spew because, you know, that's peaceful. That's 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 science. But, you know, I don't know if this is really a good protest either, because all these people on social media, the protest is they're going to, quote, freeze. I mean, I don't know. I, I think back to Mr. Freeze in the old Batman and maybe they're going to carry around like a big thing on their back and then like shoot out frozen stuff and they're going to freeze Facebook and Instagram. Oh, I mean, I guess they mean they're just going to not post for the whole day today, Wednesday, September 16th. So if you're seeing a lot less bull crap on the Internet today, on Facebook and Instagram anyway, I mean, that seems to be who they're targeting. You'll know why. And if it seems like a better day, 
then maybe you want to ask all these people to continue freezing their accounts in order to make some big social justice warrior point. I don't know. I mean, you can go over to the Stop Hate for Profits website and you'll see what they're all about. But it's all more of the exact same crap that we've all seen over and over again, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, the Marxist organization, the Black Lives Matter Global, different than the slogan Black Lives Matter. But, you know, these liberals that are so kind and loving and they're they're all they're for definitely for not spreading misinformation. Therefore, making sure everything that is posted to social media is accurate. That's that's what they're saying. But then we go look at things like uh, Deborah Messing's Twitter account. And <laughs> oh, man, this was pushing it even a little bit further than most. Uh, here, an article from Breitbart. Hollywood actress Deborah Messing, well, calling her an actress is kind of pushing it, called President Donald Trump a rapist and a pedophile on Twitter on Tuesday, repeatedly using the hashtags, hashtag Trump is a rapist and hashtag Trump is a pedo in what appears like an attempt to get the smears trending on the social media platform. They were briefly because I noticed they were in the trending sidebar yesterday. So, I mean, Twitter, of course, is really wanting to make sure that all of their content is safe they've been fact checking donald trump anybody that posts things that aren't true they've been putting a little mark on it that said this has been fact checked and this is full of crap so far they haven't done that to uh, deborah messing's tweet kind of interesting huh they'll do it to president trump but when deborah messing tweets out to her 653,000 followers who are you people that are following Deborah Messing. I want to know that's okay, that she can call the president of the United States a pedophile and a rapist. And there's no fact checking there. But she's probably a part of this group that's trying to, you know, stop hate for profit. Uh, I don't know what you think you're doing, Ms. Messing, but uh, it seems like calling the president a rapist and a pedophile is uh, hatred and saying things that are absolutely proven not true but it's okay because this is the world we're living in now when it comes to the internet it's okay to say crazy things as long as they are against donald trump as long as they are extremely liberal if you dare to have a conservative point of view then you're going to get shot down you're going to get shadow banned you're going to get kicked off of these platforms and it's happening more and more and more. And I don't really know what can be done besides, you know, don't use these platforms. I mean, maybe it's healthier to just not use social media at all. I get why a lot of people need to do so. I understand that if you are promoting something, you know, if you've got a podcast, you know, if you've got something that you're trying to get some support for, it's a decent way to at least go out and communicate with people. But the fact of the matter is you have zero control over these platforms, and it seems like it is a completely one-sided game on Twitter. Facebook seems like they're trying to be a little bit more balanced. I mean, they're still way to the left, but they're, as of yet, 
fighting going full crazy delete everything that the right says and that's why these people aren't happy with them this stop violence for you know stop hate for a profit they're just trying to take away your right to say what you want and i don't know how anybody has a free debate without having the ability to have both sides be able to sit at that table and give their differing viewpoints i mean you may get to the point where you go well you know what uh i'm just gonna just gonna stop here because we're never gonna come to a conclusion here well you're uh, at cold acid you're absolutely right we're overreaching a little bit the absence of proof is is not proof of the opposite and i guess you can never prove something like that you know trump is a ra- uh, trump is a pedophile or trump is a rapist but i would think without actual proof of that then saying that you have to assume it's not true because you can't really prove a negative and i understand it's uh you know the english language is a little bit weird maybe you get a double negative and that equals a positive and then who knows maybe if trump's a rapist and a pedophile that's a positive thing in the algos we don't really know how twitter works but we know how the mainstream media works a Chicago area radio host named Dan McNeil was just fired from his radio station uh, for a degrading and humiliating tweet. I mean, this was just horrible. On Monday, there was a Sunday, I guess, Monday night football. There was a, a young lady that was working the sidelines for ESPN, and Dan McNeil posted a tweet that said, NFL sideline reporter or a host for the AVN annual awards presentation. That was it. That was his question. Was this an NFL sideline reporter or a host for the adult video news annual awards presentation? And that was enough to get him fired. And I would say the outfit was, I mean, it was nice. I liked it. I mean, I don't know if that says, uh, you know, what was that right for the job that she was doing at that particular time? It seemed a little bit maybe, uh, a little bit more provocative than you're used to seeing on the sidelines, but that's fine. I mean, I don't care what anybody wears, but is questioning somebody's choice of attire now enough to get somebody fired? Yes, it obviously is. It's enough to get you fired. Well, yes, Harry Hamster said it was like the the ad with the uh, King from Burger King and Ronald McDonald kissing. I mean, see, that was okay. That was perfectly fine. And everybody loved that because it was just so inclusive and it was it was a beautiful thing to see the burger king and ronald mcdonald frenching there for a little ad but questioning what a woman's wearing while she works on a national television game well see now that will get you fired if you even just make the inference that maybe it was a little too risque the Regional president for Entercom, who owns the radio station that Dan McNeil worked for, put out a statement. Quote, last night's tweet and its degrading and humiliating tone to a fellow female broadcaster was unacceptable. I mean, was it really? Was it really degrading? Is questioning somebody's choice of clothing now degrading or humiliating? I mean, she chose the clothes, so obviously she didn't think the clothing were, but somebody just suggesting, I guess, 
that the clothing maybe was a little too risque for Monday night football was enough to get somebody fired. Quote, it continues, quote, we have the best teams in Chicago and we must continue to hold ourselves to high expectations to continue to be leaders in our organization, our industry, in our community. We apologize to all who were offended by Dan's words, especially Maria. And it was Maria Taylor, ESPN reporter. I mean, feel free to look up her outfit and let me know what you think. But it looked like it was leather. There was a lot of skin showing. And uh, like I said, I liked it. I mean, Dan McNeil maybe liked it, too. He was just questioning the venue for where it was being presented. And I want to know, are there no standards anymore for journalism? Are there no standards for broadcast? I appreciate, and I mentioned it here on one of the previous episodes, that Vince Gully, the legend that worked the Dodger games for 60 some odd years, now that he's on social media doing some short little videos, still puts on the blazer and button down shirt and looks all dapper and cool. Now, there was a time that there was a certain amount of standards that were out there for, hey, if you're at work, you, this is what you wear. And I want I'm hoping that some guys that are working, you know, the NFL games, you know, these broadcasts, some guys should start pushing this. I mean, go all like, you know, Freddie Mercury, go all, you know, Frankie says, relax, go go with an outfit that looks like you're going to a village people concert. And let me know if the people that are employing you still think that's OK. Is it just women that are getting this pass? that nobody can question what she's wearing. And it's humiliating to even suggest that maybe what she's wearing is a little too adult for Monday night football. I want to know, are guys, are, are they exempt? Can guys get away with the same thing? I mean, what if you're going to work in a banana hammock? Is anybody going to say anything? You say, well, how dare you humiliate me by questioning what I'm wearing? But this is enough now to get somebody fired. And it's a little bit concerning this whole process that's been going on with people getting canceled with people getting fired with people that uh, you know disappear from the conversation in the dark of night too it's not like you know this stuff is going on and it happens mainly to conservatives especially on twitter where you'll notice they just don't post for a while and quite often that's followed by you know a few days or a week later, they show back up and then like, hey, I was, you know, I was banned. I couldn't post because I said something that angered, angered, angered those Twitter gods and they wouldn't let me post anymore. But let's remember, it's OK that Deborah Messing said that Donald Trump is a rapist and a pedophile. But conservatives, they dare say anything about Joe Biden. You dare question his sanity. Oh, my God. Our buddy, Earl Walkman of Buckeye made a comment. He said that Alyssa Milano was a uh, baby killing. See you next Tuesday. And he got banned from Twitter. That was that was bad. But calling the president a rapist and a pedophile is perfectly fine for Twitter. And this is why social media is uh, well, it's toxic. It is toxic. And everybody that keeps trying to come up with a better plan, they keep failing because as Ryan Bemrose, co-host of Grumpy Old Ben's keeps saying everything's a utopia. Uh, until you bring people into it <laughs> people are the problem and man i don't ever see that changing but you know there are good and bad in everyone and there's a lot of good people we just need 
them to stand up and we need to get back to a time where like in major league baseball they used to police their own stuff so if people thought something that was being said on twitter wasn't nice well then everybody else would come down on them and let them know but of course now that's bullying everybody gets a trophy so what the hell do i know but we're doing the show like i said live because our buddy surly mofo wanted some content and he is one of the donors for today and we appreciate that we appreciate everybody that supports the random thoughts podcast to help us keep the lights on the microphones humming you know the bandwidth bills getting paid it's all that's good i'm not on GoDaddy, so i feel good about that but he came in with 25 today and said i know it must be a challenge to keep so many balls in the air i mean how do you know how many balls i have but I really enjoy the prospect of something live uh, in the Wednesday slot. And that's why we're doing this today. And we may start doing more of these things. It is a little bit harder without somebody to take up the, the empty air. so You can go get a nice sip of coffee to keep the voice going. But the solo shows are a lot of fun. And it's cool to be able to monitor what was going on here in the troll room, which is available at noagendastream.com. It's a chat room. It's where you go to listen live and troll along as the shows are going on. And on the No Agenda stream, there's always something good going on. There's a lot of live shows. And this is the time slot for those listening live. Noon Eastern is the most popular time slot because that is the time that No Agenda is on on Thursday and Sunday. It's the time Grumpy Old Benz is on Monday and Friday. And also now, maybe random thoughts doing this Wednesday thing in the same time slot. Uh, Ryan Pembrose's wife just said, I'm being adorable. Well, I didn't really mean that. And I think there's a lot of people that may disagree with you, but thank you. Thank you for that. But thank you, Surly Mofo, for supporting Random Thoughts. And thank you, Harry Hamster, who also comes in with a donation to Random Thoughts, which is good because he keeps donating to Grumpy Old Ben's. And I'm, I'm starting to think that he actually likes Ryan. And more than me. And uh, his little note just said, Lakefront winds are thinning the smoke. Take a ride. Play the curly shuffle sometime. Yeah, well, I've got the curly shuffle somewhere. It's not quite as good as the Super Bowl shuffle, but the curly shuffle, uh, the, was that the jump in the saddle band, right? That's going back to what, 84, 85, somewhere in there. The curly shuffle jump in the saddle band. Harry Hamster, your musical taste is one to be admired but if you want to be one of the cool kids and help out the random thoughts podcast you can do so by going to our website at randomthoughts.com r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com and you can click on the donate button there that works through paypal you can go to patreon.com slash random thoughts if you'd rather use patreon same deal no special content or anything at patreon just an easy way to pay you can use the QR code on our website if you want to do the Bitcoin thing. There's a P.O. Box address on there as well. So anyway, you want to help out. We appreciate it. Any comments, criticisms or any of that, you can reach out to us at Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at randomthoughts.com on Twitter at Random Podcast, R-A-N-D-U-M-B Podcast. No Agenda Social. That's just our name, Darren O'Neill. You can get an invite on the randomthoughts.com website. And it is overall a much more sane social media over at No Agenda Social. So we do suggest that you give that one a try, especially if you're ready to get off Twitter for a while. 
sign up on No Agenda Social where you can at least have a pretty decent conversation with people without everybody being triggered. Well, most of the time. So until next time, I am Darren O'Neill. Thanks for listening. Thank you.